Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Ads and Dunks podcast. As always, brought to you by the Oz American Aces. My name's Adzi, and of course, on the other end, Joshy Dunkley, my best mate. How are you going, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Another uh, interesting week for the both of us. Um, the streak yes. ended. Yes, yes. I. Uh, it's funny because when you won on Saturday, I obviously watched your game, and it was a tight one. And I thought, oh, if he wins here, we're fine. We're going to win regardless. But um. Oh, this, there's always a time when it when streaks end. It made me think about which probably you probably wouldn't have any idea about this streak. But one of the great streaks that I know is the uh, is the Undertaker WrestleMania streak. Have you ever heard of that, <laughs> mate? You know the answer to this question. I'm not going to have any idea. <laughs> Reason I'm saying is because we actually have a lot of wrestling fans, and they would love this because uh, one of the famous wrestling streaks of all time is the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak, and it fortunately came to an end once. So. All streaks do come to an end, and ours came to one, which is uh, yeah, which is disappointing um, for us, for me. That is obviously you guys had a great win, but we'll touch on that a bit later. But um, other than that, it was a pretty good week. Was able to watch uh, the Tillies play. I think all of Australia was able mm. to watch Matildas play, and I seen you guys were able to get on um, to the end of the last bit of the game. You're still in your Brisbane kid, I believe, watching it. Yeah, yeah, we pretty much straight after the game went and sang the song in the rooms, and all the families are in there, so we just went out to this little room that's downstairs in our change rooms and. Uh, they chucked it on the TV and we all sort of huddled around. It was a pretty cool moment because we were just fresh off the ground and um, watching the Matildas uh, go through the penalties. And, hey, geez, wasn't it up and down? It was crazy. I was like, oh, no, they've lost it here. And, and then they came out and, yeah, um, Did put you, that last one through. So it was good. Were you, were you able to see any of the actual, like, did you see any of the extra time or no? Nah? No, nah, none of that. No. Nah. Nah, okay. Mate, it was so – we had so many opportunities to score and their keeper was incredible. And then our keeper, um, Mackenzie Arnold is her name, obviously. And she, yeah, she saved some incredible saves. And the fact that then she had to then muster up the strength to be able to stay mentally in tune and then physically in tune and, and save those goals. There was, there was, I think there was a time when we missed and if they were to kick it, they were going to win the win yeah. the actual game and the fact that she was able to do that and oh mate it's funny because when we were watching um we were obviously watching our hotel in tasmania our stream was actually cutting out so the first lot of saves so the first lot of i think when we saved and then we had an opportunity to win by scoring the first lot it actually froze so then it came back to Mackenzie arnold just having this like resting angry face kind of and we were like oh no They've uh, they've kicked it anyway. Turns out they didn't kick it. So then we're like, oh yeah, they've we get a chance to score here. So then it's gone to our penalty kick. Froze again. <laughs> we're like, oh, oh no. yeah. And then anyway, we seen that we missed, and then we're like, oh no. So then we obviously watched. But yeah, mate, it's incredible. It's crazy that um, you know I seen this thing that Brucey, one of our one of my teammates, obviously your ex teammate, Brucey put up this um, cool image of. This time 10 years ago, the Australian um, Matildas playing in an international game, I think against Brazil it might have been, and it was obviously a tournament and um, the the actual Football Federation of Australia actually gave out oh, – no, they actually played it in, in a closed stadium where tickets weren't available because there was no one buying tickets or whatnot. There was actually no one sitting in the crowd mm. to fast forward 10 years later and now we're, you know, 80,000 people at a game. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome for – not only, you know, female sport, but that 
the soccer sport as well. I think there's so many soccer fans out there now, especially young girls that are coming through and will be watching on and being like, geez, I want to be like them. Mm. So it's great for soccer. It's great for women's sport. It's just great for everyone, I reckon, because, you know, a home tournament as well in Australia where, you know, Australians can go and watch and support is just so meaningful. So it's exciting, mate. I can't wait to watch because this is Tuesday night. I can't wait to watch tomorrow night. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, what, what are your predictions? What are your predictions? Oh, obviously, I'm I'm not gonna not gonna be ignorant and disrespect the teams. The other, obviously, um, Spain just played Sweden, so Spain obviously just won. As we're kind of speaking yeah. now, and obviously we're playing England, and I don't know anything about England. I've only ignorantly watched Australia play, so I'm gonna obviously say Australia. But um, I think it's gonna be a, a great game. I, I love the fact that um, you know there was a basketball game on another friendly on tomorrow with our Boomers. We're playing. We're obviously playing some games down here in Melbourne and they came out and said, we want to postpone the game or put it earlier, I think, so they can get back and watch the Matildas play. So no doubt all of Australia is going to be rooting for them and, and the way that they're playing, they're um, every chance to win, especially with the advantage of having you know, the crowd, the 12th man, as they say, they said it after their game, the 12th man, which is their crowd supporting them. So yeah, I can't wait for the game. It'll be one that we'll all be glued to. Yeah, what are you thinking score-wise? Are you thinking penalties Ooh. again or...? Oh, mate, I'm horrendous at predicting anything at the moment. So, yeah, I'll, I I didn't mind the penalties because I like the build-up to it. I mean, I get – like, I'd want it to be a draw where there's goals scored, so not a 0-0 draw. It'd be cool if there's a goal scored. So, oh, well, look, I'm going to say we win, I don't know, 2-1. But if it goes to penalties, I wouldn't mind because I like the build-up as long as we win, as long as we win. So, yeah, I'm going to say – I'll just say 2-1. What do you think? I we had a thing today at the club. I said penalties again, and I think six five in penalties. So Australia's way, obviously. Yep, yep. That's well, it'd be interesting. Wild guess. Very interesting. interesting. And we already know if if we were to win, whoever wins plays Spain, and I think Spain have been runners up a couple times, especially the last few times, I believe. So yeah, it's going to make for a uh, great final if we do make it. So fingers crossed, we get through to tomorrow. Um, one other thing I wanted to uh, touch on just quickly. Uh, because uh, as as we know, we're um, which I love personally. We're we're actually running our own shows. So for the start for the start of the year, we've had Tommy, and Tommy had that nice little break over in Europe, and found out that uh, we actually do a pretty good job at uh, running our own shows, I guess. And it gives us feedback here and there. But um, I wanted to drop in some NFL news. Did you see Delvin Cook signed with uh, the New York Jets today? Yeah, yeah, one year deal. Eight, what was it? Eight and a half million or something? Oh, something. Something, well, in terms of running back, that is underpaid. So they don't yeah. get as much as what the other skilled players get, but still, eight, eight mils, still pretty good. But, um, mate, I reckon that's a great get for the Jets. You can clearly tell right now the Jets are loading up because now they've obviously got Aaron Rodgers that's come in. They've signed Alan Lazard as a wide receiver. They've got Garrett Wilson, who's a star rookie, um, Sauce Gardner, who's a star cornerback, and Brees Hall, who's a star running back to add with Delvin Cook. They are clearly all in. Yeah. What do you see? How do you see the Vikings going now, though? Oh, you know what? I had someone asked me this today. Actually, Libber actually said this. I I think they're still going to be like I don't think anything really changes for them. I think they're still going to dominate the regular season. Be you know almost unbeatable at home. They had one bad game last year against the Cowboys at home. I, so disregard that. I still think they'll be unbeatable at home. They will finish with a, a really positive record, get to the playoffs, and just lose in the first week. That's just what they seem to do all the time. And 
unfortunately, I feel like that's going to be the position they're in because Kirk Cousins is still, you know, quality quarterback and I believe they have the best offensive player outside of Pat Mahomes in the NFL in Justin Jefferson. So, yeah, I I think they're going to be okay. But, yeah, it's been a cool day because um, Delvin Cook's obviously got traded. Another one, Zeke Elliott. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but Zeke went to the Patriots. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see that. Nah. <sighs> oh, mate, I'm all across this because of the NFL fantasy. We're getting so much closer. But, um, yeah, Zeke went to the Patriots. So, it's crazy, mate. It's all happening at the moment. I um I knew I, I had a feeling you'd know about Dalvin Cook, but not really know about um Zeke. And it's good because nah. uh, as I said, three weeks ago, mate, I'm hanging in there. Yeah, well, Zeke, I'll never drive Zeke again because I took him with like one of my highest picks one year and he was so bad. So I've completely lost interest in him. <laughs> <laughs> have you done any I'm not sure if I asked you last week, but have you done any mock drafts? You have, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I've done a yeah. couple where we're starting up. We I said to you yesterday on the phone that we might be starting up a dynasty league at, at the Lions. So you said if well, there's a spare well, spot, you want to yes, jump in. True. Yes. If you need a number, I'm happy to join. Happy to join. I'm already in six other leagues. I'm happy to make a seventh league. It uh, it'll be fun <laughs> to um manage all of them. But no, in all seriousness, I can't wait for uh, the NFL to get going. Yeah, me too, mate. Uh, anything else throughout the week that uh, caught your eye? Uh, oh no, it's been. The girls are down here now, which is good. They're down here proper until, um, well, essentially till the year's over for for me in terms of footy. Um, Kim's now finally on a break, which is nice. It's good to see Georgie. She gets to come to the game this week. Um, she hasn't. She's only been to two games this year, so this is the third game she'll come to on the Sunday when we play the Eagles. But um, just getting into the normal routine routine of being a, uh, you know, go to footy, train, come home, and be a dad, which is great. You know, go to bed early, hang out with Georgie, and. Um, she's she's getting to an age where we can have a genuine conversation, and it's pretty funny some of the stuff she says. I mean, I know last week I was meant to send you, send Brado, um, her favourite word, pig's ass, which is what she's saying at the moment, which is still <laughs> making me laugh so much because when she just suddenly drops it out of nowhere, I've I've got to be like, Georgie, you can't say that, and I'm laughing at the same time. So, um, no, nah, it's been uh, it's been good to have her here, and um, it makes you. You know, especially after the week that we've obviously just had and the performance that we put in, which was a very disappointing performance, the fact that I can come home and actually have the girls there and Georgie there it kind of puts a lot of things into perspective for me and uh, makes me appreciate, um, you know, other things outside of footy a lot more. So it's been nice having the girls here. What about you? Anything uh, Anything good? Uh, not really. We had a bit of a shorter, shorter break this week coming back from Perth, so... Played on Saturday. I ducked up to Noosa on Sunday night, actually. Went up there. Um, it was a beautiful day. So I was like, oh, why not drive up and uh, stay the night with Tip and then came back Monday morning for training. So it was nice to sort of get up there and have a look around. I haven't, haven't been up there for a while. So it was, um, yeah, to spend a bit of time together with Tipper. And now the house is quite full, mate. It's nice to mm. get some alone time for once. Oh, mate, I, cu- I could imagine. How, how is it going with Kaiser and Jado? Is it good? Is Lazi there as well? Yeah. Nah, she's not here yet, but she's coming in a few weeks' time, I think, because her uh, her rental's running out. So we're just um, hanging out for that. But she's starting to move a lot of her stuff in, so there's not much room made in the cupboards. And I've actually – I talked about moving my like this desk and the study for the podcast, and that's why all my shoes and stuff are in the background because I had to move it out of the actual study because i got to build another bedroom in there. Oh, so, um, mate. The the, nah, the great human be- being that you are. Well done, mate. I um I feel for you, but I could imagine it would have been nice to get away to Noosa. And um, what did you say the weather was like? 
Oh, it was 28 degrees and sunny, mate. It was beautiful on Sunday. Beautiful. We had a nice chilly four-degree day today, which is great, with a top of 13. So it's uh, it's always nice to hear that the weather's really good for you. But um, no, what about uh, about, uh, Tipsy? What's she been doing? We haven't spoken about Tipsy at all, really, since her season. Um, What's she been doing? Is she... Like, is she still celebrating or is she kind of getting now into a program where she starts to build into, well, when it, when she eventually goes back? Yeah, no, nah, she's wound it back a bit, mate, in terms of celebrating. <laughs> she's um she's back into training now. She had a bit of an ankle injury, so at the end of the season had a jab and she had to rest that for a couple of weeks. But uh, she's back into training, like I said, and um, they're loving playing tennis at the moment. Kimmy's playing oh, tennis are. with them too. So mm. uh, that's that's kind of the, one of their fitness um things that they've got going on at the moment than Pilates and stuff like that. So well and truly back into it. Uh, it's still up in the air with the CPA and stuff like that um, mm. for all the girls. So hopefully that gets sorted soon so then they can start working out what their futures look like because uh, it'd be pretty rough, mate. Imagine, could you imagine like oh. being an AFL player at the end of this year, they're like, right, everyone's out of contract. There's no CPA. We've got to wait mm. until we find out what we're doing. And you girl, like oh. you guys have just got to wait and see what we're doing until you can make sure what you're doing. It's just crazy. Oh, mate, I, I think and, – and the fact that it's – and we've spoken about this a lot with netball. It's the number one um, participated sport in all of Australia and the success that mm. we have as a team. I mean, how rude of us not to mention the fact that our Diamonds team actually won gold last week. Yeah. We actually, yeah, we haven't spoken about it. So they won – congratulations to the Diamonds girls, of course. We obviously love netball. It's our second favorite sport on on this potty. Um but yeah, it, the fact that you know we've got team that is the best team in the world and it's the best players in the world, and that we don't even have a CBA agreement or no guaranteed contract. So yeah, mate, it's I can't even imagine the situation that some of the girls and I mean Kim's obviously in the same boat as well. I mean, obviously mm. planning to play for the Firebirds, but you know it's just such a crazy situation for them to go through that at the end of every season, essentially. So um, mm. you know, full credit to them when they do actually get a chance to. You know, know where they're playing. The, the the amount of effort and time they have to then put into it whilst juggling what they do outside of netball, it's just it, unbelievable what they do. And um, you know, something that we definitely can't appreciate the fact that we have what we have and these girls don't. So yeah, mate, I could only imagine Tipper must be uh must be frustrating for her because you you want to be know what you're doing and be able to settle in. Yeah, it's frustrating and it's stressful. Like, I think that's the the worst thing for all the girls. Like, they just don't know what's going on. So, like, mm. how can you even know what your future looks like, let alone think about playing netball? Like, it's just such a stressful thing to go through. But other than that, mate, she's doing a bit of playbook stuff. So, we've talked about the um, coaching. So, she's been getting hit up on there a little bit and um, that's keeping her busy during the day and just looking after the house, mate. It's been good coming home to a nice, clean house and – uh, her cooking some meals for me every now and then. <laughs> oh, you're letting her cook? That's great because you're. Uh, yeah, you, I know you're definitely the uh, the the man when it comes to cooking, and rightfully so. You are a great cook. I um I must admit, I still need to make sure I cook you a nice feed when you come down here because you don't believe me that I can cook because I never do because I always let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually um I was talking to Zach Bailey today in the gym, and we were talking about cooking because he loves cooking too, and. Yep. He's like, maybe we need to, you and I need to do like a Oz American Aces uh, cooking show. <laughs> and I just lost it. It was gold. <laughs> maybe we do. I mean, the fact that um, there's there's a lot of great channels going on at the moment on the Oz American Aces and we 
You know, yes. again, we'll give another shout out to um, Money, Jerome Hughes and Ryan Pappenhaus and they're doing their own podcast and it's killing it at the moment and loving it, absolutely loving it. I love the um, authenticity that they show. I mean, you know, I think the first episode they showed they're a little bit nervous like we were when we first started and um, you, yeah. just, you know what it's like. You get in front of a camera and you're just like, uh, what am I meant to say? And now, obviously, a couple of weeks later, it's um, yeah. I just love how they can be them and have a great laugh. I love, I love listening to to Money talk. He's so funny; he just makes me laugh so much. Oh, some of the reels that um they've put up on Instagram have been so <laughs> oh. funny. Just of him talking about the cash, and he's just got the cash <laughs> out, and he's just folding it up. Love it. Even when they were getting the signed boots, and he he signed it down there, and he showed it just in case no one believed him. But he just, yeah, it just. It's great, um, but we're we're blabbing on a little bit. It's probably taken this is probably the longest it's taken for us to talk actually footy, which is great because we're more than just the footy potty. Um, we'll obviously touch on our games this week. We'll um we'll start yep. with you. We'll start with the positive because obviously mine was a massive negative. <laughs> um, yeah, you obviously it was. Uh, I, I was able to able to watch most of your game whilst flicking between the other our VFL and Matildas and and whatnot. Um. And yeah, it looked like a back and forth game for you and, and one of those games where, mm. I don't know, it kind of looks like you're not probably playing your best footy at the moment as a team, but you're still able to find, you know, not for, not find wins, but win and do that week in, week out, which is a massive positive. You look at teams from the past yeah. and you and I have spoken about, you know, great teams of the past. They always find a way to win regardless of how they're playing, whether they're playing well or mm. not. And yeah, at the moment, it kind of looks like you're just not playing your best footy, but you're still able to win. How are you seeing it? How are, I guess, how are you guys seeing it? Yeah, well, in terms of the game, it was a back and forth game. Like you said, they started really well. And, um, you know, it's it's interesting because they would have come up here thinking it's a free shot at us. Like we haven't mm. lost at the Gabba this year. And it's a bit of that, you know, underdog mentality and just being like, well, our season's on the line. You know, we've got to win to continue to push for finals. And, uh, they definitely brought that heat, and I thought from the start they were really good. Uh, kicked away, I think three goals up, and then we started to play some good footy again. But yeah, like you said, I, I felt like on the weekend we probably played one quarter of footy that was really, you know, our identity and how you know what we can, what we, what we are capable of. I feel like it was a third quarter and. Um, you know, we put a good score on the scoreboard in that third quarter, which was lucky enough in the end to let us hold on. But coming back from Perth too was a a big ask after six day after a six day break and um coming up against the red hot crows who were mate they I honestly reckon that they should be in the top eight well and truly like playing against them on the weekend. They've got a good side. They've got a really good side, and if they do scrape in, they'd be a very uh very you'd be nervous coming up against them in the finals, that's for sure. So, yeah, I think all in all, we were probably going a little bit average in the midfield at the moment, um, which is disappointing because, you know, I'm involved in that. And there's other guys that um, have been a little bit up and down too. But like you said, I think it's nice that we've been able to get through a couple of games now where we haven't been at our best, but, um, you know, our forwards and our backs are really standing up and other guys throughout the midfield as well. Like Huey McCluggage on the weekend was was awesome for us and, mm. you know, and his 150th really stood up and, and took the game by the throat. So it was awesome to see that and celebrate him and, and Connor McKenna's 100th as well after the game. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough one, but nice to get over the line in the end. Yeah, it definitely was was um, clearly how, how I seen it. It looked like an extremely tough game and, and you're right, I'd later. 
well, they're still fighting for a top eight berth, but they're they're so much better than you know probably where they're positioned on the ladder and their their footy their brand stacks up against the best. So, um, look mm. like a half four game. You mentioned about the midfield and obviously how you guys are a little bit down at the moment. And um, you know, again, I think the luxury for you guys is you don't solely rely on one individual. Um, it's not you know whether it's you're you're up and they're down and Lockie Neal and you know you mentioned Huey McLuggage. Obviously, Ashy's not playing at the moment. Um, Zach Bailey goes through there, these guys. But I think that the balance that you guys have in being able to spread the load is is as good as a lot of the mids in, in the AFL. And the fact that, um, again, you're still able to win, I think uh, reflects that. You mentioned Huey McGluggage, obviously, um, which is great. But I wanted to touch on yourself. I know you and I obviously talk about you know, we talk after every game pretty much, um, you know, whether whether we're both flat or whatever it may be. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I know you don't mind me, you know, what I'm about to say, what, what we talk about. You obviously mentioned your own form and, and um, you were talking about how you were a little bit disappointed with, I guess, how you're going. And, um, you know me, I'm always your biggest fan. I'll always be your number one fan. I think uh, you're the best two-way midfielder in the competition right up there with, you know, the best of the best. Um how how are you, I guess, honestly seeing yourself for our listeners to hear? How are you seeing how you're going um, in this last couple of weeks in particular? You know, what are you doing to, I guess, because I know what the answer is going to be, I guess is the second question to what your answer is going to be. What are you doing, I guess, to get yourself out of where you're at at the moment, where you think you're not playing particularly well, where I see the defensive stuff that you do and, and you know, it's as good as anybody in, in the AFL. Where where do you think you're at and, w- yeah, what are you trying, I guess, to do to get yourself out of where you are? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I, I obviously, like, bit down in the last couple of weeks, especially, you know, going to Perth, playing Freo was down. Last week against the Crows was a little bit down. I personally, and upon review, probably think that I'm, I'm trying too hard defensively and probably reverting defense straight away rather than playing the footy out a little bit more and you know I went in Monday morning and well post game I was frustrated because you know we're not really going that well as mid so to try and you know get that going again will help us as a team so that's the that's the reflection that you have to have post game and we all sat in the room and you know as midfielders we're all recognizing that so um, that's positive that's good because you want that growth and you want to be able to be the best midfield you can be for the rest of the team to then perform well um so yeah monday morning went into the club and watched some edits with our midfield coach cam bruce and straight away you could just see like the some of my patterns you know the ball's still in dispute and um it's live and uh i'm reverting and just running like a, a defensive pattern straight away like i'm not even trying to go for the ball so that's something that is an easy fix it's just a mindset thing and just being like well i've got to play this out before i can actually i have to go and defend so it's probably my, you know, it's one of my strengths, the defensive side, but it's also at this moment in, in the year and, you know, a bit of form uh, is affecting me. Um, so it's nice to be able to recognize it. Hopefully this week, go out there and, and play on instinct a little bit more and help the rest of our mids go well. But uh, yeah, for me personally, that's what I'm working on this week at training and, and, you know, the extra touch and stuff like that is always there. I'll do that every week, no matter what, but uh, more instinctual um, playing and not really reverting back to defense all the time is definitely one of my focuses going into Friday night. Yeah, well, I think yeah, I think that's a great answer because you know when you do 
as you said, you you base you base a lot of your game off your defensive efforts and patterns and whatnot. Um, and a lot of the times you can lose your inst- your instinctual nature when you play, which mm. is a big no no because you want you know you look at the great players and it looks like they're all playing on instinct, and when they're down, obviously, looks like they're not playing on instinct. And to I guess to the young listeners out there and the ones that are aspiring and the ones who are just playing you know whatever form of footy. You've got to always have that instinctual mindset of playing and knowing what your strengths are and how you need to play. And as you said, it's a mindset thing for you. No doubt uh, you'll be able to do that this week. I look forward to you having a uh, having a, a ripping offensive game and, and um, you know, feeling pumped about how you're going because I see you from afar and, and a lot of us see how, how good you're going from afar and I know how how much of a standard and, and a benchmark you hold on yourself that sometimes you can feel like you let yourself down. So, mate, fucking dominate this week. And uh, I've got no doubt you will, and I look forward to it. Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm keen as to get out there, mate. You know me, I'm, as soon as uh, you walk off the ground and you're a little bit disappointed in your performance, you're just ready to get out there the week after. And it's uh, no better opportunity this week than uh, against the ladder leaders and the competition leaders at the moment in the pies. So, really excited about that opportunity. Mate, I'm 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 uh, I'm really excited for you. Um, our game, obviously, move to our game. Uh, where do I start? Um, you met you actually you you said a good point about your game about the fact that you guys played one quarter and you showed kind of what you're capable of and you played to your strengths as a team. Um, yeah. I I believe that first quarter that we played on the weekend was definitely us, and I felt like we yeah. we've shown that in games and, and we did that again on the weekend in the first quarter, which was extremely pleasing. Um, but then outside of that, barring the last 10 minutes of the game where we actually um, got a bit of a roll on but weren't able to win, yeah, just another frustrating performance. It's one of those games where you definitely look back on and um, I look at the Hawthorne game, the Giants game, the Sydney game, the Gold Coast game, these games where we've, le- where we've lost by pretty much less than a kick. Um, it does tally up at the end of the year and um, – you do reflect on those and think, you know, what if? And this game is another one, um, you know. And and I, I think the obvious answer for us this week, if you if you'd watched the game from a start, I think our, our tackle efficiency and um, the amount of tackles that were broken from the Hawthorne players was oh, would have been would have been an all time record. I reckon. I reckon. Um, you know. I reckon it, it was would have been evident watching it. Um, you probably would have seen it if if you allow teams to break. You know that first line of defense, which is a tackle, it's always going to be hard to stop. Then after that, and you know, full credit to the Hawks, they clearly came with a game plan to maintain the ball and really take us on when they got the footy with, um, you know, taking the tackler on, and and they did. And um, it's extremely disappointing because the fact that we started so well and and then I guess fell back to, you know, the the inconsistencies that we've had throughout the year. It's yeah, it's extremely frustrating and. We reviewed the game today. We had a really solid review in, um, you know, some some areas where we just effort-wise need to be a lot better, and that's probably the most frustrating thing because we never, you know, you never um, never teach effort or whatever it may be, and when you are doing that, it's always really frustrating because you know you can get all the X's and O's right, but when it's you know basics of not being able to stick a tackle, that's the most frustrating thing, and ultimately that's what that's what cost us and. It's another one we let slip. Um, so, yeah, very, very frustrating. How, uh, you know, you talked about the game and how it sort of changed momentum throughout. 
do you reckon Liver going off changes the the look of the team and changes the inside battle, or did you still think that you were on top in those areas? Um, well, from a, yeah, I guess you can't look at, look at it statistically because from a clearance point of view and a contested possession point of view, I think we won clearances, so we might have lost by maybe just one. Um, and I think we won the contested possession. So from a midfield point of view, um, well, yeah, firstly, it does hurt us with Libba going out. He's the, you know, he's the um, inside barometer for us. And, um, mm. you know, we rely heavily on him to win contested footy and um, that's his strength. And it definitely hurt us, him going down. He's such an absolute star of the competition. And, um, you know, we obviously have to adjust around that a little bit. But, yeah, I, I don't. You know, I, I can't say that, um, you know, the, the whole reason oh, – him going out was the whole reason why we lost. We should be able to, as a midfield group, account for Libba going out and be able to take up what he brings, and, and we just didn't. And that's the reality. It's the most disappointing thing. We we had opportunities and we didn't. Um, you know, I, again, I look at the the key indicators, and, and if you were to look at them from a holistic point of view and, and watch – not even look at the game and watch the stats – You'd think, oh, the Bulldogs midfield, well, as a whole was pretty good. But no, we, we lost, you know, as I said, tackle efficiency. We weren't able to stop them, you know, that first line, which then created easy overlap for him, which then created easy scores for him, which is, yeah, which is just extremely disappointing because I think up until round 18 or 19, we were number one or number two in tackle efficiency. So we pride ourselves on, you know, I, like most clubs do, um, but yeah, we definitely pride ourselves on sticking tackles and being a quality tackling team. And, um, you know, the weekend really, really hurt us. And yeah, it's frustrating because we've, uh, you know, we had an opportunity to, you know, go four points up, um, in a, in a competition at the moment where there's six teams vying for, you know, that top, well, now Carlton, are, uh, probably secure that top six, seven, eight. So yeah, mate, it's um, it's frustrating. But again, I've got to give credit to the Hawks. We we spoke about how, you know, how much better they are than where they're placed on the ladder. They're so much better than than where they're positioned. They've beaten some quality teams this year, and um, you know, they're they're definitely going to be a team to be reckoned with for years to come. They've got a core group of players that are obviously really young, but they they believe in their system and the way they're playing, and it works for them. And um, yeah, they're playing great footy and. Yeah, they were just um, too good for us in the end, which is frustrating. Yeah, I've got them. I've actually got the Hawks next year. I've spoken to a few people about it. I reckon they'll play finals next year. Like that's how good mm. they are, or their potential is going to be. I reckon, especially after you know another year of trading and drafting players that they want to get in. I think it's going to be. Yeah, Sammy Mitchell's definitely got them going pretty well at the moment. Have you seen that suggestion at the play-in tournament? Yeah, was, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Mate, if we had that, I think Hawthorne would be licking their lips because they would, um, they'd like that. You know, they'd be more than comfortable to play any team vying for a, for a final spot. But no, I agree with you. I think they're going to be a um, definitely a finals team next year and and for years to come. Mm, for sure. I, I was. I've got to ask you. I've got to ask you about the yeah, uh, the the Timmy English kicking. It's a very. Uh, Topical <laughs> conversation. I know. I know from a player's point of view. Like, I already know that it wouldn't. It wasn't a plan, but he would have just had to have done it because at the time he was probably the last man there had to take the kick. So I get that, and I sort of want you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, firstly, it was a little bit weird when I looked up and I was like, because my first thought was, oh, it's a point. Look to the middle of the ground and 
look to see where the big fellas are because obviously go direct towards goal and then obviously seeing Chile in the goal square um, and then obviously play it out the way it did. But, you know, you you just trust the the read on, on the situation and, you know, Chile, I think, took the mark. So he took the mark on the line essentially the line. and, yep. yeah, well, there was only 45 seconds to go in the game. So we can't really necessarily wait for someone to come grab the ball, wait for Tim to then run and whatnot. So... You know, I think yeah, I think if there's one thing that you change, you'd obviously change the direction of where you're going. I think if Chile had his time back, he'd probably want to go a, li- a lot more direct than what we did. Um, but the fact that he grabbed the ball, I've got no issue with that. I mean, you know, he, he grabbed the ball, he, he just had to move quick. And, um, you know, it's a situation where, as you said, there's players around him, you know, I, I don't know what the players around him were saying, but they could have said, go grab the ball. Like, we need to get the ball, kick it in. Like, you yeah, know, just so, kick it. Just kick it. Yeah, it, it's a it's a, a really hard situation for him. Um, and we talk about goal line defense for what it's worth. So the fact that most rucks in the competition are on the goal line defending every goal attempt from the opposition. So he was there, grab the ball, you know, it happened. You know, it, we shouldn't have – the only reason it's a talking point is because – the game was close. We shouldn't have been in that position. We should have been, yeah. you know, we should have been able to be playing good enough to not find ourselves in that position. So, that's, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. It, sort of, it frustrates me a lot that, you know, people are potentially going at Timmy for taking mm. that kick in. Well, hang on a second. There's, it was, the, the game's 120 minutes. Like, there's plenty exactly. of time for other yeah. things to happen. So, those that are hanging him out to dry like that, please, please don't. No, do no, no. No, Chile... Uh, Again, again, if it was, you know, if it was, I guess, if it was him in the situation again, I've got no doubt he would make the same decision. It'll just be, as yeah. I said, probably go a little bit more direct with the footy rather than going sideways. But you know, we, mm. we needed to, we needed to go quick, so we did. And again, I wouldn't, um, you know, I wouldn't change, uh, you know, him taking the ball out because again, he's the same. He's actually a really good kick too. He's a great field kick. So yeah, yeah, we shouldn't have been in that position. It's funny because he was. Um, I think Crozzy today told me he was trending. He was actually the number one trender on Twitter <laughs> at the moment. So <laughs> of course, yeah, Crozzy knows funny. that. And especially with um, Chile, Chile doesn't. Uh, we all know he doesn't like talking to the media at all or talking anything to um, <laughs> media or social media. So for him to be trending, um. Was quite funny, but um, no, it's uh, yeah, we we've just got to move forward and and look forward to um to this week's game and and really set ourselves up for the last two games. Yeah, well, we'll go straight into that. You talk about uh, this week's game. You've got the Eagles at home on Sunday, I think it is. Yeah, we do. Yes, so we play the Eagles on the Sunday, and um, yeah, it's you know, I, I guess. You know, the Eagles are obviously positioned where they are and um, obviously not having the year that they've wanted to have, but that honestly does not matter and it shouldn't matter mm. because in, in this competition, any team is um, – you give any team a chance to beat you, they'll beat you. I don't, I don't care what team it is. I don't care where you are on the ladder. Um, you know, the, the reality is that's how – that's how uh, even our competition is and, and if we're off at all, um, we'll hurt ourselves. So – We've just got to come with the the mentality that we played, and and I sound like a broken record because I say it every week, and you know I feel like we've brought it in every game this year. We just consistently haven't brought it. So, you know, I'm hoping that, um, you know, and I'm believing that today's review of the game and um, the disappointment that we've showed and the players showed, it is really the wake up call that we we need to 
you know, have a look at ourselves and be like, do we really want to finish, you know, outside of the eight and, and not competing with the group that we have? Because we've got a great group, a hungry group, a group that's motivated to win and play for each other and love and care for each other. And, um, you know, and now, you know, fortunately for us, it, uh, the, our destiny is in our own hands. We, we win this week. Yeah. We then give ourselves a chance. We then obviously have to win the following week. So we've got to take a week by week. Um, Eagles have been a fast starting team. They've started really well against opposition. I know they lost by, you know, 100 points on the weekend, but they started really well against Frio. Um, the week before against the Bombers, I think they played, they were right in it to the very end. I mean, they they had the game stolen mm. from the last minute and they have absolutely nothing to lose at all. And, you know, they're going to come with a mindset to, you know, as I would if I was playing in their situation, come to ruin the season of ours and, um, you know, play play an exciting brand of footy and, and I'm expecting that from them. So um, we just have to worry about how, you know, we need to play and what we need to bring and, and bring our strengths and um, make it last longer because we just can't sporadically have it in games because we see what happens on the weekend. So... Um, you know, it can't come quick enough for us. It's um, as you know, when when you don't play in in good games and you don't win games, you the first couple days after the game are always a bit, you know, oh, just a bit tough because everyone's a bit down and um, you're just frustrated that we're not getting the results. Mm. So uh, the game can't come quick enough. I'm really looking forward to the training session this week, and then I'm really looking forward to getting out there and playing on Sunday. Yeah, looking forward to watching that one and seeing you boys bounce back after. What you said was a, what everyone knows was a disappointing loss, I guess, um, to the Hawks. But as I said before, we've got the uh, pies on Friday night, and mm. it's just, it's yeah, it's one of those ones we looked at them a bit today, and you think about it, and you just know it's a great, it, like it's a very proud football club that you're coming up against. You know the supporters, the passion that they bring to games, the hostile environment, and I think we're just really looking forward to that challenge, and um. Yeah, it's just a nice way to test our footy and how we're going and hopefully, you know, we can fix up a few things in the midfield like we've talked about, but we're going to have to be at our very best against the Pies because I think you saw they, they got back to, the, to their mojo a little bit last week mm-hmm. against the Cats. So even losing Darcy Moore during that game and um, the rest of the defenders standing up and, and taking it right up to them was quite impressive. So even though they've got a couple out, we're still going to have to be at our very best, but Exciting challenge for us and yeah, coming into finals is going to be a, it's a good, you know, precursor, I guess, to, to what's to come. Yeah, no, it's going to, it's probably the game of the round for mine. Well, there's a lot of games that are really exciting and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the uh, positional games where fighting for, I think St. Kilda play, um, is it Melbourne? St. Kilda might play Melbourne and then there's uh, Giants play Essendon. So there's games that are, you know, are going to go um, that are going to dictate where teams are positioning, and I, and I think obviously yours is is right up there. Do you build it up as a finals, I guess, game? Even though you guys are essentially top four, you're going to finish top four, and um, I know you're vying for for a home final, so you need to win as many games as you can. Um, and, and obviously, you're one of the only, I think, three or four teams that have beaten Collingwood this year, so that's a um, big tick for you guys. Do you? Does Fags build it up as a you know a finals like game? We really need to showcase our best. Oh yeah, I think the last oh, I reckon for most of the year, but definitely the the last half of the season, we've built every game up to be like a final. It is hard when you've got 
when you're playing against a team like or teams like Adelaide and Frio who are still, you know, that that is their grand final and it's just a different it's a different vibe. Whereas this one, you know, like you said, we're both gonna be playing finals, but it's just a good good opportunity to just really have a you know, a fair income crack it at one of the best sides in the competition. So that's the way that we're gonna approach it and um yeah, it will be like a, a, a finals kind of game, I feel. I feel like it's going to be a contested brand. You know, the, the Pies like to handball and, and chain it out through stoppage and, you know, the pressure is going to be on because they're one of the best pressure teams in the comp and we want to bring our best pressure. So it's going to be a finals-like game and, yeah, really exciting to get that opportunity down at um, at Marvel Stadium. Would would have been nice if it was at the G, but, uh, mm. yeah, we'll take Marvel instead and, and hopefully go down there and get the win. Yeah, I reckon it would have been a um, would have been almost a sellout again if it was the MCG, and to have that little bit of experience prior to obviously the finals would have been exciting for you. Um, and as you said, it, it is a little bit different. You know, I think the makeup of Collingwood: no Darcy Moore, obviously no Nick Dacos um, playing. I think Jeremy Howe's playing a little bit forward. Um, Crispy's going inside a little bit more, playing a bit on ball. Um, you know, do you look at do you look at the game from round? Was it round three or four you played in? Round three, maybe. No, round four. Round I think four. it was after round us. Four. Yes. Do yeah. you look at that game at all, or is it too far apart? Is it way too far apart where you've just got to really look at the last couple of weeks that they've played? Oh, you definitely look at that game and see what you know what we did to them that sort of put them on the back foot. From memory, they kicked first couple in that game, and then we. Came back and at quarter time, I think we might have been just up or just down. I can't remember, but um, there were definitely things in that game that we did well that stopped some of their offense. And at stoppage, you know, we worked around. They didn't have a, a ruckman, a number one. Or I think Cameron was out, so they didn't. I think they rucked McStay or something like that. And so that's going to look a little bit different. But yeah, there's definitely little elements that happened in round four that we'll take out of it and, and hopefully bring this week. But like you said, they've got a, a lot of different uh, personnel running through different positions, so going to have to be ready for what they've been bringing in the last few weeks because um, what they have, what their best is definitely good enough to beat anyone in the competition, that's for sure. Yeah, mate, it's going to be a blockbuster and, and hopefully you can squeeze in a visit um, and we can see each other on one of the days. That would be nice before uh, before hopefully a finals campaign, for well, definitely for you, hopefully for me as well. Um, any other footy stuff that's... Uh, well, caught your eye or that you're excited about this week? No, just I always talk about, you know, one thing and I still, I, I'm still i still getting frustrated about it because it's – I feel like it's completely gone, mate. I, th- I, I think tackling and dropping the ball is completely gone out of our game. If you attempt to get rid of the ball these days, you never get caught. So if you oh, get so, tackled, mate, on the weekend right. – you get tackled, just get rid of the ball. And if you drop the ball, it's I think it's gone. I think it's done. Oh, I'll tell you what actually happened to me on the weekend. I got called for a throw. Did you? No, I didn't throw it. I was so angry, mate. I just knew that there was going to be a time when I called for it. And I legit didn't throw it. I, like, I, I can hand on heart. I didn't, I'll never throw the ball. Well, never intentionally throw it. But I didn't throw the ball. I handballed it and I got called for a throw. And the umpire was right there. So, oh, mate, you could have you imagined the the steam that was coming out of my head. I hate, you know, I hate for when I when I actually do something, when I'm doing something and I know I don't do it wrong, when someone tries to like question me or 
have a go at me. And in this situation where I actually get the handball and I get called for a throw, oh, mate, I actually couldn't believe it. Seriously. Yeah. And I had mates messaging me because of obviously the potty we did earlier this year and um, I think the first crack is what the the TV show is called, the footy show, where they talk about – they were talking about us throwing the ball. There was obviously – my mates talk about it and one of a lot of them were messaging me afterwards saying – I'm sure Brad will get the vision, but mate, I was fuming. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but make sure you go and have a look because I yeah. I got the ball, had it in my right hand, did that handball with my left hand on the outside, and got called for a throw. So, yeah, mate, I was ropeable. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I, I do think that. Yeah, that's one that's new. But for me, I honestly reckon that the the tackling and getting rid of the ball. Remember how it used to be if you had prior opportunity and you get mm. tackled and you don't dispose of the ball properly, it's, it's holding the ball. the ball. It's a free kick. Yeah, yeah well, no, I, I, think I, I definitely agree. Like You watch a lot of games and blokes are just getting it out and I think it's fueling the game. That's probably mm. why they've they've canned it. But I just, yeah, I just wish we had a bit of, um, I don't know, not clarity, Can, but just, just more just, yeah, yeah I, I wish it was something that they'd tell us that that's what they were doing. Well, I think the players are good at understanding what's happening. Do you know what I mean? Adjusting to That's true. the rules yeah. on the fly. I mean, you look at the tackling. I don't think we've seen a knock on wood. I don't think we've seen a sling tackle or a dangerous sling tackle from the start of the year to now, really, because the players are kind of adjusting to it on the fly. So, no, I agree with you. I've seen there was a few on the weekend that would have been normally holding the ball or dropping the ball and they weren't called. So. I'll definitely see with that. Maybe I was just too invested in me getting called for throwing it. It was, oh, mate, I was fuming. I'm fuming now <laughs> thinking about it because I didn't throw the ball. Um, uh, I did want to mention, um, obviously, we didn't mention, I don't think we mentioned Trent Conchert retiring, um, a champion of the game. One of, uh, I'm yeah. not sure if we did, but he, yeah, he'll go down as one of the, you know, one of the most important Richmond figures of, you know, the Richmond, obviously, history. And obviously the premiership captain, he's a champion. So we we send our um, you know, best wishes to him and and what he uh what his future endeavors are. But I do want to make a special mention for Jack Rewalt. I um he announced today that he was retiring and I spent quite a bit of time with him on AFL three sixty and um I did three years worth there and I was on a weekly show with him and um, you know, I got to know him um pretty well and you know, we'll talk about a lot of things, footy and family and um had a you know, have a great relationship with him and really appreciated um, the support that he gave me, especially during, you know, he 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 supported me during the time where I actually went through the trade period and, and made sure to message me and something that I'll always be grateful for. And um, I feel like, uh, you know, he's, the more he, he matured throughout his footy and his priorities became, you know, his family and whatnot, um, he clearly showed that out there and he was such a joy to watch and, um, I think he will well was one of the most for a long time underrated forwards going round, and the fact that he's kicked seven hundred and fifty something goals, whatever it may be, and and he's a top fifteen AFL goal kicker of all time, shows the um, massive career that he had and and the amount of accolades that he have. So I just personally wanted to give my love to him because um, I think he's a true superstar of the competition, and our game is going to miss him because of the um, the flair and excitement and the joy that he brought to a lot of people. So um, it's crazy. Nick Natanui is another one as well, but it's crazy the amount of players that I and I know you have grown up watching mm. and now retiring and 
you know, I'm coming one of the old boys and obviously you're now um, mid-career and, and on the uh, on the up towards 30. So, um, yeah. yeah, wanted to uh, particularly give love out to Jack Rewalt. Yeah, I was well said. Well said. He's he's a he's a true gentleman, Jack, and I feel like he's one of those guys that just, you know, like you said, he cares about everyone around him and, mm. and not only does he look inside his four walls at the footy club, but everyone that he invests in outside of the footy club is just so he's such a good man. So um I've had a little bit to do with him too and I yeah, I couldn't agree more with uh what you just said. So well done to Jack and, and all the other guys retiring too. It is I did think about it today. I'm like, geez, I actually am getting a bit older now. Um, <laughs> all these boys retiring now. I'm sort of getting towards the the back end, but oh, I'm excited, mate. mate. It's going to be a, a good um, good week for both of us, hopefully. And uh, yeah, look forward to both our games respectively, and um, seeing what we've got to say next week. Yes, hopefully both wins. Um, no more footy. Well, we do have this uh, another. Pick a team before next week because I've got heaps of messages about our teams and I love it. Keep sending them in. But that big team that we're going to do where I'm going to flash right now on the camera, we're going to do that next week because that's the best 22. So that's a solid effort. And we've got to make sure we choose this team prior to coming on so we can explain it. But there's another cool one that I've come across, which is pick your five veterans right there for 13 bucks. Uh, to put into your team for the final. So you've got thirteen dollars, which I believe you, uh, which I believe for the other ones we had fifteen dollars. So it's a little bit weird. You only get thirteen. Um, yeah. But anyway, five veterans, mate. You've uh, got thirteen bucks. You can start. All right. <laughs> Straight off the top of my head, I'm gonna pick Pendles for four dollars, just because I feel like he's um he's one of those guys you just can't buy the experience that he's had, and he's been in a lot of big moments. Uh, out there in the final series, um, I, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Libba for five bucks as well. Love so that's that. nine. Uh, just because he's one of those players that just leads by example. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he's he's one of those ones that everyone just follows when he's doing all the the hard yards. So I've got three more, and I've only got four dollars. So and, I'm gonna and you can't get you can't get Dane Zorko because he's already on your team. Remember? Okay. So this is to add okay. to your team. All right. Uh, I'll go with I will go with Dane Rampy for one dollar. Ooh, that's a good. That that's cheap too. One dollar far out. He's one dollar. Yes. So that's ten dollars, and then I'm gonna pick Steel for two bucks. Mm-hmm. Just because so you've got same, a dollar left, mate. Handles. Similar to Pendles. And then my last one is going to be, I'll go with Sonny Walters just because he, a bit of flair and I feel like he might bring a little bit of magic to, to the, um, to the finals for me. So you've got, you got Libba and Pendles to join in inside with you, Lockie Neal, Humor Gluggage. Uh, then yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm more saying that these guys, I'm going to build a team around these guys. Okay, okay. All right, all right. So, so you've got Libba, these are my Pendles, leaders. Steelo, Michael Walters, Dane Rampey. Yeah. It's good. I like it. Well done. What about you? Your turn. 
Well, now you've said that we're building a team because I was going to say I'm lucky because I've already got Libra and Liam Jones in there, so I don't have to worry about Libra and Liam Jones. But um, I won't. I'll go down the same path as you. For five bucks, I absolutely cannot ignore Dustin Martin and the way yeah. that he's playing. And um, as I said a few episodes ago, I'm on Mount Rushmore, a superstar of the competition and of the history of the AFL. So there's five bucks. Then I'm getting my man, Jeremy Howe. For three dollars, <laughs> and just quietly, I love the fact that he's playing forward and having a massive impact. He's, you know what? He, I he think always, he loves it. Yeah, I know. He started. He's as got a, a little bit of a. He's got a bit of a swagger about him at the moment. He started as a forward, obviously at Melbourne, and um, definitely hasn't lost it. So, Dusty and Howie. So that's eight dollars. So I've got five dollars to go. One of my other favourite players at. I've ever played with and I still enjoy watching to this day is Callum Ward. So yep. I'm chucking in Callum Ward into that mix. So there's Dusty, Howie, Wardy. So that's five, three, two, ten bucks. I've got three dollars to spend. Because uh, I love the way that oh, I'm really going, I'm really not really having any, any defenders or anything here, but you know what? I'm just going to go what I feel. I love the way that this guy's been able to play at a high standard his whole career. And I think he may be the oldest here outside of Pendles and maybe Tom Hawkins. I may be wrong, but I'm going to go with Travis Boak for $2. And then I've obviously only got a dollar left. So I'm going to go one of the greatest kicks to ever play the game of football, Shannon Hearn, for $1. So you've got Dusty. You've got... um... Howie. Howie, yep, Bokey, Callum Ward, and Shannon, Shannon Hearn. Hearn. Who who actually just retired as well. So massive shout out to Shannon Hearn as well. He's a superstar and very, very uh, under uh, underrated over here in Victoria. Um, so well done on his career. But yes, Shannon Hearn's in, uh, in my five. So as always, can't mm. wait to read those messages uh, about who has a better team. And next week, we're yeah. definitely going to do this Build Your 22 because this is an exciting team. All right. Sounds good to me, mate. What about um, anything else? You got a start bench cut for us? Of course, I always do, mate. We always finish on the start bench cut. And I've actually done one that is well and truly up your alley. Like, this is up your alley more than what it is mine. So, my opinion doesn't really matter. So, the first one I've got right is sent in from Arch underscore Allen in their prime. You've got to choose between Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, or Michael Schumacher. Start oh, bench cut. Okay. You can have all that oh. pressure. And you're a big Aerofund fan than what I am, so that's all you, mate. Wow. That is hard. That is very hard. In their prime. So think of them. Yeah. Well, they've got one race, and you're starting one of them, benching one of them, and cutting one of them. Uh, I will... I think Lewis has to be up there with one of the greatest of all time. So, but then I'm like, Max is going real well right now, and then Schumacher's like a star. It's only only because I haven't really seen much of Schumacher that I'll cut Schumacher, and then I'll go bench Maxi Verstappen, and I'll start Ooh. Lewis Hamilton. I mean, that that's probably one of the hardest because I know you love your F1 and I know there's a lot of people out there that love their F1 who wouldn't be mm. able, comfortable answering this question. It's a great debate, great debate. I, I'm keen to see what people think. And i got another one, similar, like similar um, 
pathway, but not F1. This is a hard one. Uh, this is from Joel Randall underscore. This is Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, and LeBron James. And I know he's doing the GOATs. Before, I, before there's an answer, he's clearly doing the GOATs of their respective sport. I'd clearly substitute LeBron James out of that and put Michael Jordan there. But for the sake of... For the sake of this and Joel Randall wanting it to this us answer this, it's LeBron James. So give us your start bench cut. You go first for this one. Well, I think you obviously know what my answer is going to be. Tiger Woods. No, it's going to be clearly LeBron James. I um, start. He's my start. See, because I'm, I'm not a big golf fan, but I know... Like I know, obviously know, I've all, always heard about Tiger Woods and know that he's won heaps of majors and and he's actually come back and won. Hadn't he been injured, like essentially never going to win again and then come back and won again at the highest level? Um, So I feel so bad that I'm actually going to cut him because there's probably that many, and at our, footy, at our footy club, I have that many golf fans that they would probably be appalled that I'm doing this. But I'm cutting Tiger Woods and I'm benching Tom Brady. And that is a hard one because I feel like I'm biasedly starting LeBron James because the fact that Tom Brady was able to do what he was able to do till the age of 45 and win a Super Bowl at the age of 43 in a new team in his first year there. Uh, yeah, so I'm still going to go start LeBron, bench Tom Brady and cut Tiger Woods. What are you doing? I'm starting Tom Brady. And I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to bench. <laughs> please, please cut LeBron James, even though there's a LeBron James yeah. photo in the background there. You know what? I'll, I'll bench Tiger Woods and cut LeBron James. <laughs> oh my gosh. All the LeBron James fans out there are going to be pulling their hair out. That is great. Well done, Josh. My love for you has grown even more because I don't <laughs> think anyone would put LeBron James out of that. So, um, no, nah, that was a good one. No, nah, it was. It was good. Now nah, it's been another good episode, mate. It's um, like I said before, exciting week ahead for both of us, and um, yeah, looking forward to the challenges that are coming up. But another great potty. Looking forward to the next one. So am I, mates. Well done. Um, we don't have numbers yet with the uh with the ratings, but uh, we're all, you know, the boys over with Pappy, um, Money and Husey are, are smashing their ratings out. Obviously, Tommy smashing his out. We just need to keep getting these reviews out because we're so close to uh, giving a massive giveaway. And as you said, our season is uh, is almost coming to an end. Finals time is here, in the, which means our podcast is probably going to be done for the season. So we want to give away a massive giveaway. So keep rating us, keep sending in, uh, messaging any ideas. And, um, you know, we, we love seeing the love and support that we get. I'm still seeing that A sign getting put out uh, all the time. I actually Everywhere. have people walk walking off the bus into the uh, into the stadium, giving me the A sign. So um, loving the support that we're getting and, and we truly appreciate it. So thanks again, as you said, for listening to another episode and good luck this week, mate. Thanks, mate. You too. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs>